Hello, this is Doug Clucknett, and welcome to the Leadership Connection. Today, I'm honored to have a, a, a guy that I worked with a number of years ago uh, at the Mosaic Company do some RCMs, uh, several of them, actually. Just, uh, so today, we're going to talk with Perry Steele. Uh, I've known Perry, oh gosh, at least 10 years, I'm thinking, and uh, was brought into Mosaic to do some RCMs on some new designs they had, in which, which is, for me, that's always uh, fun. Right, they're going to put some new equipment in, and let's put together a maintenance package before we get started. And uh, Perry was—he uh, was the guy that was going to make sure that got done. So it was a very interesting project. Uh, one of the things that I'll also say about Perry uh, before I get into this and get talking about his career, uh, he was one of the few people that, when I come in to do RCMs, uh, often the people that bring you in. Uh, you know, they put together a team and they there for a kickoff and, and then they leave you with the team and, and uh, at the end of the week, you see him again. And Perry was there at least 95% of the time, which really, I think, helped his team quite a bit in terms of they knew he bought into what we were doing, right? And uh, well, he didn't uh, speak up or question a lot unless he thought something was really off base. Uh, it was nice to have somebody in the room to show that level of support. And uh, then even more important than that, Perry really pushed through with the implementation of the, the plan that we developed. So I'm really happy to have Perry on today to talk about uh, his career and what leadership means to him. So uh, good morning, Perry, how's it going today? Good morning, good morning, I'm doing great. Um, I just. I would like to start just by thanking you for setting up such a thoughtful project. Um, and I'm really honored that you've asked me to, to participate. Well, you're welcome. Uh, you're actually one of the first people I thought of uh, when it came to doing this. As I said, I can't remember how many RCMs we did down there with, with your group, but it was, uh, you know, from start to finish, a, a pretty significant uh, number of pieces of equipment and components. I, as I said, I haven't totaled it all up, but it was well over a thousand components. I, I do remember that. So it was a significant uh, RCM. So looking at your background, Perry, um, if you could tell our audience a bit about, you know, where you went to school and some of the companies you worked for and the roles that you were in at those companies as well. Okay. Um, I would start by saying uh, I'm a Florida native. Uh, so it's kind of unique that I was born, raised, and I've spent my entire career in Florida. Um, and a side story on that is, uh, that my parents moved to Florida. So my dad could start an apprenticeship to work for a little company called Proud Whitney. Uh, wow. they, they made and tested their R and D rocket and jet engines there. And, uh, he worked there until he retired 35 years later. So that's, that's the reason that I grew up in Florida. And um, you know, after I got out of high school, attended University of Florida, uh, got my mechanical engineering degree, and um, went to work for Florida Power and Light Company, which is a electric utility. Um, one of the, I think, I think one of the biggest uh, electric utilities in Florida. And I started off in their engineering group. Um, they did, uh, they did some level of in-house engineering and. Uh, uh, after a time in that group, I realized that my advancement potential and also the speed of learning 
uh, about the business was was going to be moderated. So I I, I went to the site and started uh, started in various roles at the site as as an engineer, and then eventually moved into operations and maintenance supervision. Uh, eventually, a production manager for a bit, and uh, also did some new construction startups, which was a completely different ball game and very. Uh, I loved it. It's very interesting. Um, uh, so I worked for them for about 15 years and then uh, went to work for Mosaic, uh, which at the time was Cargill. Um, I started off as a maintenance superintendent with them and uh, eventually got into reliability, was reliability superintendent, and now I'm currently the reliability lead uh, for our North America business, which includes sites in U.S. and Canada. Outstanding. It's amazing how when you, you end up going to, uh, you know, from that office type work where you started into saying, gee, I wanted to go to a site to increase that, that learning. It's amazing how much quicker you learn when you're, when you're out there where the firefight is going on, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was, it became pretty apparent very quickly. Um, but just because it was like my first role out of college, you know, I, I think I paused and kind of made sure that that's what I wanted to do. To do. And, um, and, and along the way, uh, it did give me the opportunity to meet a lot of people throughout the business uh, in Florida. So, uh, but yeah, that's being, being at the site uh, definitely accelerates your learning. It's incredible. You know, uh, from the work you and I did together, I did my schooling at night, right? So most of the professors I had, in fact, you know, all but one, were adjunct professors. They were pre people that you know worked in a in a real job. Uh, and I shouldn't say that being a professor is not a real job, but they had a a full time job somewhere else at a company, and then uh, taught in high school, right? And then I had one professor that that was his job. He was full time, and I remember having discussions with him about, you know, I get that in theory this is what we're supposed to do, but you do realize in the real world it's not done that way, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so looking back on your career, Perry, when do you think you were first recognized as a leader and what was going on? Um, that's a, it's, it's kind of a difficult question, um, but, I, but I do recall uh, a point in time where my uh, man, manager, I reported to the maintenance manager at the time, um, he asked me to do this project where um, there were a few similar systems that were installed at other locations, uh, but but the vendor that provided those systems was very much a turnkey vendor. And he asked me to do all the engineering myself and use our the, the site. And it was a very high um, visibility, high payback project. So. Uh, and he asked me to lead it, and and so I remember that project because it it just seemed like it was going to be extremely challenging. Um, but I quickly, um, well, for one thing, I think the manager uh, trusted me and supported me, and that was I, I think that was very helpful to know that he didn't just ask me to do something that was uh, impossible, but he he really believed that I could do it. Um, and, and then, uh, on top of it, I think the relationships that I built, uh, doing, completing the project were, 
very uh, rewarding and helpful. And uh, I think out of that project became, you know, as, as a leader, you know, I, I think that I was able to develop mutual respect for for people throughout the throughout the site uh, when the project was completed because it was very successful. It's just outstanding, you know. Um, when a change like that in your career happens, uh, that sometimes you struggle. You're, you're you're out there and you're saying, you know, where do I fit in all of this business? I realize I've got stuff to offer, and then all of a sudden you get that recognition. I mean, that that's a powerful thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, honestly, I think the the most rewarding recognition came from from the mechanics, the technicians that worked on the project and installed it. Um, I think they, I think they, you know, with with relationships with mechanics, you know, I think they can work for you, work against you, and they they definitely um, our relationship was strong, and 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 they did everything they could to make that project successful. Well, here's the deal: in a project like that, the learning goes both ways, doesn't it? I mean, absolutely, as an engineer, absolutely. right? You're out there and you're talking to the tradespeople that are actually doing the work, and you realize. Holy smokes! There's so many roadblocks that, that they have to deal with, and then again, you know, as I talk with about the professor, what the difference between theoretically how it is and then the reality of of what's out there are often two different things, and you come to realize that, and that's a that's a pretty powerful tool. So, with all that being said, um, looking at your career, are there a, a couple people that that you see or had as mentors that made a difference in in your career? Yeah, I, I I think there are two key people that that really did a lot for um, uh, shaping the leader that I am today. Um, and one came early in my career, um, and he was a he was a very good communicator, uh, very unbiased and transparent. Um, he taught me the power of relationships. Uh, he was a uh, field service engineer for a boiler manufacturer, and uh, it just seemed to me like he knew he knew people all over the United States, and it just seemed like whatever uh, type of problem that we would run into, um, there were a couple of phone calls he could make, and and we we would have a, a solid answer and a path forward, uh, oftentimes, and uh, it just really impressed me. So his his you know the power of relationships became. In, you know, uh, an important aspect of of my future. You know, I realize how important they are, and um, yeah, I just think generally he was very committed to helping me. And uh, I think another trait that he had was um, just his tenacity in the pursuit of goals. Um, and I and I think as a leader, sometimes you, you're given, you know, you, you're given small tasks, but sometimes you have very challenging tasks that seem uh, seem you know, their aspirational goals in some respects. And uh, it's those kinds of goals that, um, you know, a, a, a really good leader will will excel. And, uh, and I think he taught me uh, a, a lot about what it takes to, to be successful in those situations. Um, All right. I, you can name these people if you want to. If you don't, you don't have to. But uh, it's not, sometimes it's nice for the people out there to even hear their name, right? So, yeah, so so that was uh, his name was Manny Sanchez, and uh, I, I I don't know his current role or if he's still working with with FPL, but uh, but 
I certainly, um, I, I certainly don't mind mentioning his name. And then the, the second person was more on the reliability side. Um, and that was more recent here with Mosaic and his name is Malcolm Austinton. Um, Malcolm is an excellent people leader, uh, or he was for me. And, um, you know, generally I think he taught me about vision and, uh, and focus, uh, from within the reliability, uh, perspective of things. Um, he always made it engaging and fun for the people that, that were involved in initiatives. And uh, I think that's an important aspect is, is you, you always want people to be engaged in, uh, in improving reliability. And if you can get their engagement um, and you can influence them uh, in a manner that allows their engagement to increase, then I believe that's a key to success. And, and he did that very well. That's, uh, I kind of figured it would be Malcolm when uh, you said you had two. Um, I've actually been trying to get in touch with him to do this. Uh, and he's, he's not one I don't think that pays too much attention to what goes on on LinkedIn. So I, I have not heard back from him. So uh, I, I may ask you for his contact information at the end of this, uh, because I, I really would like, I think he'd be a great guest on this because I know inside and outside of work that he is one solid guy. On, uh, somebody else I've also enjoyed working with through the years. Absolutely. Um, so what are some of the things that motivated you to become a leader, if, if there were any? I, I think the thing that, I think I, I think I stumbled into leadership originally. Um, you know, I was given some, some leadership opportunities. And I think one of the things that really excited me was just helping people reach their goals um, and, and helping them get better. Um, and just really helping them solve problems, you know, based on the experiences that, 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 that I've had in my career. Uh, all of those things are very rewarding. It's, it's, it's just a, it's just a special feeling, uh, to be able to help people, um, in their journey and, uh, and to, and to help them solve things that you've got some ability to help them, uh, solve. And, um, I, I think for me, it, it's what it's what it's what excites me about you know wanting to be uh, a leader in, you know in the future. You know, I look back on my career, uh, Perry, and uh, I, I agree with that statement hundred percent. There's nothing like seeing that light come on when all of a sudden somebody comes to you and saying. Man, oh man, like in my career was uh, working on pumps, right? And and plugged up lines and this pump's just a pile of junk. Why does this line plug up all the time? Blah, 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 right? And for three years, you get no answer. And then all of a sudden you work with an engineer and the engineer says, do you understand how a pump works? What the things a pump needs to work out, operate properly? I mean, this is a Durco pump. Durco makes millions of pumps, right? If they made junk, they wouldn't be all over the place. Mm -hmm. right? Here's how a pump works. Here's what the requirements are. You need to go, you know, six times the uh, suction diameter with straight length with no restrictions. Otherwise, it won't pick up properly, right? You'll have cavitation. It won't, 
And then all of a sudden, when you when somebody teaches you those things, right, and and you become a problem solver yourself, right, and then you see that person go out there and use those things, it's like you just sit there with your arms folded and, and sit back and smile and go, and that's a powerful thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And so another thing when it comes to, you know, leading and learning, uh, I often say when I meet somebody new that, I, you know, I've, I've uh, seen them talk at a conference or something, and after the talk, I'll go up and, and have a conversation and maybe later on even uh, ch chat and have a drink with them. Uh, I'll ask the question, you know, Tell me about a book or a course that you've taken that made a difference in your career. So I'm going to ask you that same question. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you asked that question because I just had a, a senior leader in my company ask me that question not more than two weeks ago. Um, it's somebody that had a really strong operations background, had pretty much spent their career in operations, and they were asked to step into a maintenance leadership role. And they asked me that question basically. And um, I recommended to her uh, a book. Um, the book is uh, is one that I, when I originally was asked to read it, I looked at the cover and I looked at the title and I thought to myself, it was gonna, it, it was a fairly thick book. And I, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it at all. But I, once I started reading it, I couldn't put it down. It's called uh, Eli Goldratt's uh, The Goal. And it's, it's really a, it's a classic story of a manufacturing leader that, that has to find a way to do what seems impossible in, in terms of improving uh, the manufacturing process that he's responsible for. Um, it's kind of written like a novel. And I think from that perspective, it, it made it, uh, it, it, So if you're forced to pick one way or another, do you think leadership is a natural trait or a learned trait? I think, I think from my perspective, it was definitely a learned skill. And, and, and I believe for any good leader, um, to some degree, that's true. Uh, because there's so many facets of leadership that, that nobody's good at all of them. Um, but I think in general, you do have to have a customer service mindset. Um, and I think you have to respect the idea that that people want to do excellent things. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's up to us as leaders to unleash or enable that desire, you know, without forcing them to, to, to do to do those things. So. OK, so along that same uh, track of conversation, excuse me, um, is are there a couple traits in terms of leadership that you look for? Because I'm sure you're at a point now where you've had to hire people. So are there a couple traits that you look for in leaders? Yeah, I think uh, probably the most important one is uh, just being excellent at making connections. Um, and that, that that's kind of a loaded concept. They have to be really good listeners. Uh, leaders have to have to really pay attention to what their team is is communicating, both uh, individually and collectively. Um, they also have to be good collaborators. So um, 
I think that uh, to be successful in our competitive business environment these days, uh, if, if you don't work across departments, work across the aisle, so to speak, um, uh, it, it, you're not going to be anywhere near as successful as, you, as, if, as, as if you did do that. Um, and, and another thing in, in our business, in, in reliability leadership, uh, oftentimes you have to work through influence. So um, it, it's not at all about mandates or, or rules as much as it is about um, trying to help people understand why um, a certain path is a better path for the company, why it adds more value. Um, so, so, so those, you know, being good at making connections is, is one thing. Um, I also think that uh, to some degree, uh, they have to have some innovative qualities. Um, you know, just breakthrough thinking a lot of times is, is the key to success. Uh, sometimes it's tried and true and other times it's, it's innovation. And, and I think that it takes a unique mindset to, to have uh, an innovative quality or, you know, just have an innovative uh, mindset to come up with new ideas. Yeah, outstanding. You know, one of the things that I think about, uh, especially talking in terms of is it natural or is it learned? There certainly is a lot of a lot of people that have that natural leadership, but that that natural leadership in most cases tends to be, hey, follow me. Right. <laughs> and you go, it's a little more than that. Right. It's being able to say, as you say, innovate. And then not only innovate, but when you have that idea, say bounce it off people and say, this is what I was thinking, but is there a way to make it better? Right. Absolutely. And Absolutely. being able to accept that and listen and accept those, those other suggestions is, a, is an important piece of that, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So now looking at the differences between leaders and managers, I've often heard people say you can either be one or the other. You're either a leader or a manager. What do you think of that statement? Yeah, I gotta go. Gotta go with the leader. You know, it's just that, just that concept about, uh, uh, you, you know, especially when you have tough situations, um, you, you want to be someone that people want to follow and, and not somebody that you have to follow. Um, and, and, and honestly, I think oftentimes it, it, it is the tough situations where you really have to, um, uh, make, make sure that you're looking out for your people in, in those situations. Uh, it, it's very important, but, uh, but definitely, definitely go with the leader on that one. All right. So looking at your career, Perry, what would you say is your greatest success at this point? Um, there's a couple, I, I think for me, uh, what I'm personally the proudest of is I was actually, I was once asked to um, step out of a leadership position that I was in to help a department in a facility uh, that was basically in the woods. Uh, you know, they were in trouble. It was a bottleneck. They were the bottleneck of the facility like every day. <laughs> and, um, it, and it was just one of those situations where, well, you got to start digging yourself out of the hole. And, um, and it was a very rewarding experience that took about two years and to watch it to go from just a, a very bad performing department to setting records. And um, 
I felt I felt the contribution that 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 I was able to to lead the team to do in terms of reliability and workflow improvements uh, was a major contribution to that success. Um, but I also realized that it takes the entire organization to make it happen. Uh, we all work together to improve what felt like every aspect of maintenance and operations in that department. And it was an equal amount of process and people changes. Um, you know, you, you, you know, I always say you can't you can't get there. You can't get there with just reliability. You you, you have to bring not only maintenance but operations with you. Um, you know, and uh, and you really have to make sure that people are engaged. And and it, once you get the engagement. And you have good processes in place. Um, you know, it, it's it's only a matter of time that that things get better, and uh, and that that experience really, uh, it, it was just very rewarding to be a part of and and to watch it change over time. You, you you could just it was happening fast enough that you could feel month after month. You know that hey, we're getting better here. And and after after a couple of years, I mean, uh, they were no longer the bottleneck of the facility. That's a powerful thing um, when you make a change like that and, and you have a group of people that you work with and, and you experience that together. Uh, I was lucky enough in the, in the very first group that I worked with at Kodak, we, we had a similar situation and we all learned from one another. Uh, I wrote a paper about it several years ago. You know, it was a, a place that, uh, in fact, I, I, I believe it, it's in my book that I tell the story, a place that nobody wanted to work uh when i started there and uh 10 years later it was it was a place uh that everybody admired right and we started out with like a, a work center of 28 guys and 10 years later it was 16 right mm. people were like, well holy smokes right how the heck did that happen you just were people laid off i said no we improved so much it was firefighting to start with constantly mm -hmm. right and then you work together and, you know, starting out, uh, I don't think the engineering group was, was all that great, but we ended up with a supervisor that had an engineering background. We weren't too pleased with that at first, but then he was one of these people that, man, he'd like to be an there with us, right? And was, how does this work? And, and then he started teaching us the chemical process. This is what we're making. This is how it's made. And this is what goes on in this reactor. This is what goes on in that reactor. And then when you start learning that process, you realize how maintenance is tied to that and how it impacts it, right? It's, that's a powerful, powerful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. So that, that story, I, I can certainly relate to that. That's a fantastic uh, experience to go through. So anyway, Perry, it's been great talking to you this morning. Uh, it's been a while since we connected and uh, uh, man, they picked the right guy for being the reliability leader of, of uh, for what you're doing, because um, I think you're one of those that, that can share and relate, and, and, and you do, you show people, and, and people uh, can relate to uh, the stuff that you want to get done and, and explain why it's important, right? Um, <clears throat> so, excuse me. At any rate, uh, I look forward to talking to you again in the future, and uh, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. I absolutely did, and uh, I thank you for taking the time out to to explore uh, 
you know, different experiences people have in their careers. And uh, I think it's important. And hopefully uh, some of our stories today will, will help will help some of the people out there. This is Dr. Doc Nutt with the Leadership Connection. Have a great day.